back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Most of these three hours carved out each week for your phone calls. That's the nature of Free For All Friday. We'll get back to them shortly. Darren Gann on the NFL in about 60 minutes. And our next guest, given what we have on our minds over these next, I'll say, four days, he is the voice of the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. So, of course, we need his thoughts on playoffs opening weekend. He sees the New Orleans Saints at least twice a year as the voice of the Falcons. Saints aren't playing this weekend, of course, but they are the Vegas favorite to take the Super Bowl this year. He knows the ACC well as the unofficial mayor of that conference, and Clemson is playing for the football national title on Monday night against Alabama again. And he knows college hoops. Wolfpack over Miami last night, Duke hosting Clemson tomorrow night, Carolina visits Pitt tomorrow, number nine Florida State visits number two UVA tomorrow afternoon, and the ACC, while top-heavy in football this year, is top-heavy and incredibly deep in quality teams on the hoop side. With all this in mind and more, we turn to the voice of the Atlanta Falcons and the unofficial mayor of the ACC, Wes Durham. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good, David. You're going to have to give me about 30 seconds here before I get to a place. We're a hands-free state, so I can't touch my phone, and I'm almost there, and I apologize That's for not right. being ready we, to we, do the show. No, we can still hear you, so we will allow you to stay within the conf confines of the law. We have four new ACC football coaches to discuss. Mac Brown at North Carolina, Scott Satterfield from App State to Louisville, Manny Diaz from Miami to Temple for three weeks and then back to Miami, and then Jeff Collins, the Temple coach, took the Georgia Tech job when Paul Johnson decided to retire. So let's see, six top 25 ACC basketball teams, four new ACC football coaches. Duke is number one in the nation in college hoops in the, in the polls. UVA is number two in at least one of the polls. And Clemson is facing Alabama on Monday night. It is a big time for the ACC. It is a big time for the NFL. And I believe West Durham has reached a legal status where he's more comfortable now. How, was How that? about that? How was that? I intro? apologize. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. You see the New Orleans Saints at least twice a year. Before we get into this, this weekend's four NFL playoff games, is, is your eyeball test aligning when you watch the Saints with what we're getting out of Las Vegas right now, which is, hey, th those four teams sitting at home this weekend are all really good, Saints, Chiefs, Patriots, Rams. But do you share Vegas's view that it's the New Orleans Saints that are the team to beat this year? Sure, because they're at home, uh, and they're very good at home. They're very good everywhere, but they're really good at home. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that they have a comfort level about who they are. Uh, you know, there's no doubting what Thomas has done at wide receiver. Uh, the one-two punch on, on the ground game with uh, Kamara and, and Mark Ingram. And to be honest with you, David, they're, they're not bad on defense. Now, they have some moments defensively where it can, you know, it can get away from them. But number nine's playing at a very high level. And, yeah, I, they've been the most consistent of the teams in the playoffs. How's that? I, I think that. Just when you look at their body of work week one to week 17, uh, you'd have to favor New Orleans just simply on what they've done. Among the eight teams that are playing this weekend, we've got Colts at Texans, Seahawks at Cowboys tomorrow, then Chargers at Ravens, Eagles at Bears on Sunday. According to the analytics, there's about a 70% chance that this year's Super Bowl winner will actually come from the four teams that are sitting at home. 
Uh, but that means there's a 30% chance that somebody playing over these next two days will surprise the world. Does one of those eight jump out at you as having the best chance to pull that off, pull that kind of thing off? Boy, that's a good question. Um, I'm fascinated by what Matt Nagy's done in Chicago, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know that they're ready for this stage, but it it's just really interesting to me that they're here. Um, because everybody was kind of all in on Minnesota or they were all in on Green Bay, yeah. you know? And and Chicago just kind of found their way into this postseason. And, and sometimes I think you're going to find out, you know, this weekend how good Jordan Howard is. How's that? Um, I, Mitch Trubisky, we already know. I mean, we saw him play in this area in Chapel Hill and, you know, he had the up and downs of a rookie and now he's kind of come into his own a little bit with the right kind of coaching staff. But, I think really where their difference is is Khalil Mack on defense. Yeah. I mean, I think Mack solidified who they are defensively. I'm not going to be terribly surprised if Chicago makes a run. Um, they just they they strike me as an interesting team, and I didn't see them play all year long, to be honest with you, David. I just kind of in reading about Matt Nagy and, and kind of who he is and what he's done, and you know, coming from the Andy Reid tree and that kind of thing. Um, I just I see something interesting about Chicago. Now I have the matchup that I'd like to see, but I don't think we're going to get it, and that would be the Chiefs and the Rams. Yeah, because I think the Chiefs and the Rams would be as entertaining as ask for in sports. Might not be for the NFL purist, but in terms of uh, just the NFL and, and entertainment factor for everybody who follows sports in America. I think the Chiefs and the Rams would be lights out fun to watch. It's funny. There are a lot of local ties in a lot of what you just described there. Trubisky from UNC, he's, he's, he's of course, leaning on that Bears defense, but he has a big role to play. Phillip Rivers of NC mm -hmm. State is trying to, you know, win something big before all the sand runs through the hourglass as the Chargers visit the Ravens. Uh, so, yeah, there are some fascinating storylines, really, in all four games this weekend in the NFL playoffs. West Durham is joining us. Come Monday night, the attention will turn back to college football, and it is, again, Alabama against Clemson. You, sure. talk, you talk to a lot of fans all over the country, and this comes up in a lot of different sports. You know, our dynasty's good for the sport, our dynasty's bad for the sport, and we have this unusual combination where, you know the deal, in college football, dynasties don't overlap very often and it's been clearly Nick Saban in Alabama against Dabo Sweeney and Clemson and here they are meeting for the fourth time in this modern format do you see it as a bad thing for the sport do you, do you feel that you know all of those not in the southeastern United States where Alabama and Clemson are located care less or, or is there excitement in knowing that the two best teams are going to face off in the title game one more time well, I guess I'm a little selfish in that I like this. I mean, I've got no issue with with what we're going to see Monday night because, you know, they're they're clearly the two best teams in college football, and they have been. Um, I can remember you and I sitting in Charlotte in July talking about, you know, Clemson's one of those teams that could have won any of the last five national titles and is capable of winning any of the next five, right? Yep. And so is Alabama. And, you know, the, the simple message to, to everybody else would be get better, right? Um, but the reality of it is these are the strongest teams we have. And I don't really have any issue with it being Clemson and Alabama again. I, I think they're the two best teams. I think they give us the best chance for, you know, high drama Monday night in Santa Clara. I think that it's, 
Uh, it's compelling every year for different reasons. This year it's because, you know, you've got a true freshman who obviously has, has had a remarkable year, and you've got a quarterback who came onto the scene the second half of last year's national title game. And essentially, if it weren't for ankle sprains and maybe some downtime statistically, might have won the Heisman Trophy. Um, you've got two really good defenses. Both are weak-ish in the secondary, if I can say that, and yeah. both have pretty good run games. So I think it sets up to be a really good game. And, you know, I don't know that we need to apologize for it being the, the same teams three times in four years. I mean, there have been other candidates to get there. Um, you know, Georgia certainly had a window last year where they could have won it, and it didn't work for them because they couldn't get it to the house. And, and now all of a sudden you get Alabama-Clemson again, and I would say, you know, they're, they're the two most elite teams we have in the college game. There are other teams, including Georgia. Sam Ellinger wants us to believe Texas is back. Um, I think Ryan Day is going to be really, really good at Ohio State, better than people imagine at this point. And, you know, we've got a comp- we've got two Power Five conferences, Dave, in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that right now are wobbling a little bit. And, and therefore, the, the candidates for eliteness, if you will, boy, my mom would be proud if she heard that. Um, <laughs> the candidates for eliteness are, are not that many to be honest. I mean, we have two, maybe five teams that, you know, we would throw a blanket over and and give somebody else the field. You think about that in comparison to, you know, obviously basketball. And while everybody likes Duke or may like Gonzaga or may like Michigan, you wouldn't do that right now. You wouldn't even begin to do that. And so that's kind of where we are in football right now. There's a bit of a curve to the premium as uh, as we look at it, I think. West Durham is joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at West Durham. He, of course, beyond voice of the Falcons status, is your ACC football and basketball play-by-play guy for Fox Sports all season long. One more thing on football. Uh, with the bowls over except for Monday night, Uh, and most of the coaching carousel having stopped at this point. We do have four new ACC football coaches to consider. If I I asked you which of these four guys, given some time, offers the best chance, as you see it, to just build something special, maybe not quite Clemson or Alabama special, but something special, would you pick Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, Manny Diaz at Miami, Scott Satterfield at Louisville, or Mac Brown at Carolina? Wow. Um, well, I think you've got something interesting with the Mac Brown, Jeff Collins hires. And even though there's, you know, a little bit of difference in their ages, I think they're being hired for the same reasons. Um, I think they both are bringing energy and enthusiasm back to programs. Scott Satterfield has got a little bit more of a rebuild, pure rebuild on his hands than I think people realize. I mean, whoever plays defense at Louisville is getting ready for their fourth coordinator in four years, okay? Yeah. Um, And that's significant. I I don't care if you're, you know, Lombardi's the head coach. You've got four coordinators in four years. You know, there's going to be some some shell shock there. Um, Manny Diaz, to me, and Joe Zizaki said this on our our SiriusXM ACC show this week, uh, Dave, and I, I can't take credit for this. Manny Diaz is the best possible fit Miami could have as a head coach on all levels, okay? Number one, he's the defensive guy yep. and what's Miami known for? Defense, right? Yep. Um, he is a guy who is pure Miami through and through. I mean, he's the grandson of Cuban immigrants. He's the son of the former mayor. 
He grew up in the area. His coaching life is remarkable when you consider he was a PA at ESPN for Sterling Sharp at one point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Manny Diaz brings a lot. Manny Diaz just has to find a quarterback. Manny Diaz has to find guys with the want to to play at Miami. I would tell you that while Carolina, Georgia Tech, and Louisville all have pieces, uh, Jeff Collins brings tremendous emotion to Georgia Tech, and he's hired three former players on his staff to boot. Um, and you can't argue with his path of success as a head coach or his walk to be a head coach and where he's worked. Manny Diaz is the guy that has the toolbox and understands South Florida and can go in the houses and connect quicker than anybody else can. And we all know there are more players down there than there are in the state, let alone in the state of Florida. So I, I would tell you that, and, and plus, let's be honest, once again, we're here on, what, January the 5th? And the Coastal's a mess again, right? Yeah. I mean, we we could start today and go all the way to week one next fall and still really not be confident as to who's going to be one, two, or three in the Coastal. And that's a good thing for Mac Brown, Manny Diaz, and Jeff Collins. It's not a good thing that Scott Satterfield probably lines up this fall. And let's let's be honest, what do we value his football team? Probably no better than fourth right now yeah. in the Atlantic. I mean, so, and that's a long answer, but Manny Diaz really, I think, has probably the better chance or the better upside at this point as we know it. Wes Durham is joining us. Another of his titles is co-host of ACC Central on Sirius XM. Switching to basketball, uh, which more people will do come uh, the, the conclusion of Monday night's college football game. When, right. when you look at this league, I've, I've been talking about like the, the top six. Uh, NC State's off to its first 13-1 and start since 1974, and they're part of that top six, led by Duke and UVA, but also including Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Florida State. When you think of either the Blue Devils, number one in the polls, 11-1, and one, hosting Clemson tomorrow night, or the Cavaliers, still undefeated. There's only four of those left in the entire country, hosting number nine Florida State tomorrow afternoon. Do you see them on the same tier? Do you see one being better than the other? Because those well beyond our neighborhood are calling the Devils and the Cavs two of the best candidates, not just for the ACC title, but for the national championship. Yeah, but you got to, I mean, I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. You got to look at it last year and take into account that we have, you know, we got a bigger menu this year, okay? I mean, it was very easy in October to say Duke, Virginia, Carolina, Syracuse, right? Yeah. And then there would be this group from 5 to 13, maybe, uh, 5 to 12, and then you thought, well, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, and Wake Forest are really going to struggle. Well, I'm not willing to sell off Pittsburgh to the bottom yet. Um, up until they lost to Hartford in overtime, I wasn't selling off Boston College just quite because even Kyle Bowman at 44, I think, the other night in that loss. I start to look at Duke and Virginia as very, very good. But let's go back to the conversation we just had about football. Would you put Duke and Virginia on that list with Michigan and Gonzaga right now? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, would you put Kansas on there? I don't know that. Maybe you would. Would you put Tennessee on that list? See, I would. I like Tennessee. I love Grant Williams as a player. I think Rick Barnes has done a wonderful job there. Well, let's do that in the ACC. Who do you trust more than anybody else right now? I mean, Duke is uber-talented, yeah. okay? 
And but yet I know what Virginia is. Yep. Right. And last time I checked, those cats went nineteen and one. Or I'm sorry, twenty one and one against the league last year, yep. right? Because then they play they play three games in the tournament. So twenty and yeah. one. You got it. Yeah. They went twenty and one in the against the conference last year. I still believe, and and I said this with Mark Cotter the other day on the show. I still think the regular season champion may have four losses, David. I mean, I think the league is going to be that good. When you think about this, and this is what I tweeted out the other day, over a third of the games last year in conference play were five or less or overtime. We had ten overtime games in ACC play last year. We had our first five-point or less game last night with Miami and and, uh, NC State. I mean, home teams only won about 63% of the games last year. I mean, this league is really, really good. I mean, you know, if, if you're if your listeners get tired of hearing the SEC fans pound their chest about how great they are in football, well, then if you're an ACC fan, you walk right up to those SEC people, and while they're pretending to be good in basketball this year, <laughs> and they've got really good teams. I think Tennessee's good. I think Auburn's good. And Kentucky can be yeah. really good. I think Mississippi State could be good eventually. But you can walk right up to them and say, you know, look, we're going to send 9 or 10 to the term. And I honestly do believe it's 9 or 10. Um and I think you've got a situation in North Carolina where Wake is Wake and Georgia Tech, and I've got the game tomorrow with Corey Alexander at two. That game is going to be a scramble because both teams desperately want to win. It might not be a thing of beauty, but then you get a Duke Clemson game tomorrow night. I mean, Marquise Reed's playing as well as anybody in the league. I mean, it, it, that's going to be a high level ball game, and and we're going to get used to that. Now, look at Miami NC State last night. I thought that was a fairly entertaining it ball. Was. Game. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the norm and not the exception this year. I just think the league is that good. I may be wrong in March, but right now I haven't seen, you know, over half the teams in the league, and I watched Notre Dame, Virginia on uh, on, on Tuesday pretty close. I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be more of that than than not. I think you are right on, my friend. Now, as we thank you for your time, tell us: Are you going to be like fifteen minutes late for your destination since you hung out with the David Glenn show? No, I'm at Georgia. I'm watching Georgia Tech's practice, and, and right. Coach Pastor told me as long as I got in there before one thirty, I wouldn't be have to run sprint. <laughs> All right, we certainly don't want you to get a ticket, <laughs> but we also don't want you to be late for appointments. So thanks for the extra effort award today on the David Glenn Show. Happy New Year, uh, G- Miss Jean called in and said your use of the word eliteness is allowed because you've built up so many sun-like brownie points over the years. Hey. Let me tell you, next time I'm on the show, we're going to have to have a deep, dark conversation about my 7 a.m. tailgate guys of Elon yeah. and the Continental Power Award. All right. Oh, uh, we 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 got to drink a lot more glasses of wine, my friend, because you <laughs> you've got that conversation on on deck. I've got an <laughs> ACC Network series of questions for you on deck, so we might need a couple bottles over an entire weekend to finish all that stuff. Sounds good, man. Take care. All right, take care. West Durham on Twitter, at West Durham. And hands-free.